Chapter 1 You are not leaving me behind, Celie repeated. Rolf and Lila exchanged looks, and Celie could see her brother and sister preparing to side against her. She braced herself. Someone needs to stay here with Pogue, Lila said in a wheedling voice. But you could stay with Pogue, Celie retorted. You don't want to get dirty hiking around the forest, do you? She knew that she had Lila there. Lila was already upset that they'd had to sleep on the hard stone floor of this run-down hatching tower last night. They didn't have any water for drinking, let alone washing, and Lila was looking as must as anyone had ever seen her. Lila ran her fingers through her hair, caught them on a snarl, and straightened, I, I, listen to me, Celie, she said. We don't know what's out there. We don't know if we're alone or if there are people right outside this tower and if those people are dangerous. We don't know what animals are out there. You think that I don't know that? Celie looked at her sister in disbelief. Did Lila think she was an infant? Not only that... This was the third time at least that they'd had this argument. Here they were, in the glorious Arkhour, the land where her beloved castle had been built, and they wanted her to sit, and wait, and listen to Pogue snore. Her feet positively itched with the need to get out of this cramped tower and explore. But no, it was not allowed. Celie paced around the edges of the tower, which didn't take long, while Rolf and Lila watched her. They were both working up more reasons for her to stay behind while they explored. She could see the wheels turning in both their brains. It was true that someone needed to watch their friend Pogue. He had hit his head during the confusion that had brought them from Slain, which fortunately had been the only injury. They thought the castle was trying to shake itself to pieces— or that there was a mighty storm caught in its walls. And then suddenly, the tower that Celie, Pogue, Rolf, and her griffin, Rufus, were taking shelter in, had been ripped free and brought here. Celie and Rolf had looked out of the wide arched windows, across an expanse of trees, and seen another tower, with Lila and Prince Lulath waving at them frantically from the windows. Celie had flown Rufus across to collect them, and they'd all spent a long, cold night on the floor, with an icy wind blowing through the open window arches, carrying strange noises and scents with it. In the morning, Rolf had announced that he and Lila alone would explore the surrounding forest, while Celie kept an eye on Pogue, and Lulath looked for water. "'Now, Celie,' Rolf began, "'you are the youngest.' so it makes more sense. He seemed pleased with this logic, but Celie was not. Celie honestly couldn't believe that they were doing this to her. Celie was the one the castle loved best. She was the one who had raised and trained a griffin. She was the one who had found the broken piece of the eye and restored it to its rightful place in the heart of the castle, what her family had always called the Holiday Feasting Hall. She'd hoped it would help the castle, which had been acting strangely for months, 
adding new rooms, refusing to take away unused ones, even bringing a tower with a live griffin egg inside. But once the eye was in place, the castle had nearly flown to bits and brought them to the glorious Arkawa, presumably to find the other piece of the eye, which Celie had proposed the night before and which they had all agreed was the right thing to do. And now she was the one being told to stay safe, sit quietly, and make sure that Pogue was still breathing. He snored again. He was breathing. The truth was that Celie was terrified of the glorious Arkawa. She'd never even been outside of Slain, not to Grath or Vervine or any of their neighboring countries. And now here she was in a whole new world, a world where she and her siblings and their friends were strangers, with no clue how to find food or water or a way home.